I'm Leah, and it's Old Fashioned Friday. We're talking about Wisconsin's signature cocktail, all the best watering holes, and small-town, big-hearted living. Pull up a chair, and let's get started. So today I have with me Melissa Werner. Melissa is a dear friend and also a client of mine. This is the first guest that I've got on Old Fashioned Friday. Oh, hey, it's Old Fashioned Friday. I forgot to tell you, in case you forgot. So glad you found us in this little corner of the internet, wherever you're from. Old Fashioned Fridays just kind of came about over a year and a half ago. It's just been a fun thing where we get together, we uh, have a drink in person or virtually with um, friends near and far, family near and far. Especially I think in these times where we haven't been able to be so close to the people we love, I think it's more important and more cherished. So uh, today I have Melissa with me and we're gonna talk about a community, specifically living up in the Northwoods um, where uh, we're a little quirky up here. You gotta, you gotta be a special kind of person to enjoy life up here. So, uh, we're gonna focus on that today: uh, community, friendship, and life in a small town. So, thanks for joining me for Old Fashioned Friday, episode fourteen. That's fun. Okay, so it is Old Fashioned Friday. And uh, we're here, we do talk about other things, but primarily old fashioned. So, um, even though it's the middle of the day, we are enjoying an old fashioned together while I have Melissa here. Now, I'm not a total lush, I'm not a total lush, so we are drinking um, Spiritless. Let me look at the bottle. It's called Spiritless Kentucky 74. It's distilled non alcoholic spirit for bourbon cocktails, and it's actually made by a um, the business is run by some, it's made by a few women who enjoyed a cocktail, but are also uh, business people and moms and wanted to be able to have a drink and not get totally sloshed. So that's our intent today. So we're enjoying the Kentucky 74. I ordered that because we have a friend that developed an allergy to alcohol. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, it would give them him headaches. And so I, I saw this uh, scrolling uh, Facebook in the middle of the night and an ad came across for it. And I ordered it, I thought it would be fun for him to try and it took it took like three months for it to show up. But I, I was a little worried that it might be a scam, but it's not, I got it. It's very good and it's a good substitute for bourbon if you need something like that. I actually had a, I was one of the first to find out that someone was pregnant because I offered her an old fashioned and then um, she said no and, I, and then I, I made her one with the, with the spiritless so and and so she kind of had to reveal that her little secret because she couldn't turn down one of my drinks otherwise because they are hard to turn down I will tell you that definitely and I have to say I love the packaging of that whiskey that non-alcoholic whiskey and look at the like or the, bourbon, bourbon. The, um and the whole box, just the, the like the unboxing of it, that's like a thing now. It was just kind of an experience when it finally came, but it's just well, really beautiful. Well, I think beautiful. that's neat. I think that every small business wants their unpackaging or their product to be an experience. I, I lean very heavily into how something is packaged and what it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think of the drink? It's 
very delicious. <laughs> Can you tell it's not actual bourbon? Can you tell? So, I can't taste anything. <laughs> Is it cold? <laughs> it tastes cold and bubbly and effervescence. And it's a beautiful color. And the sound of the ice cubes is just so amazing. <laughs> so, well, we'll have to have you try it again. So I made, well, you're missing out because I made this with, um, I used uh, a bar spoon of simple syrup. And then I put in two drops of doTERRA wild orange essential oil. That's awesome. I'm so sad that you taste it. <laughs> and then I muddled it with Maruska maraschino cherries, citrus bitters, and Angostura bitters. Then the mm. spiritless and Sprite. So mm. um, it's very, it's lighter than a regular old-fashioned, I think. I would say um, it feels very refreshing. <laughs> but there, I love using, um, I love using orange essential oil in an old-fashioned when I'm in a pinch and I don't have any oranges in the house. And it, it um or if like I'm making a large batch, I'll I'll use a bit of, of the orange oil in there. That's great to know. Now, if you're listening and you like the idea and you want to try it, don't just get random. Don't get random essential oil from a random store. You've got to get it from a reputable company and a reputable person. So let me see. I had a list of questions for you. Is it made up there? <laughs> oh, no. So when, okay, so we relocated here um, eight years ago. You relocated your family to the Northwoods. How long ago? 20 years. 20 years ago. And when we first were starting to come up here and thinking about moving up here permanently, we asked a lot of people like who we knew relocated, what would you have done differently? And I remember asking you that question. That's good because you, I don't remember. You don't I remember. Hope you remember my answer. <laughs> you said you were, wish you would have done it sooner. Oh, yes, that would be true. And I that was that's like still true, even though I didn't remember my answer. <laughs> that's still true. That was um, a lot of people. A lot of people. That was their answer. So, do you remember? So we came up here. We would come here on vacation, and we're here for the weekends, and would go to church here more than we went to church at our church in Nina and I was grocery shopping one day at the at it was Baker's at the time the little our little tiny grocery store in town do you remember that day that fateful day that we met I do I remember <laughs> um, tracking you down in the grocery store and I think it was after church actually mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm kind of a stalker that way <laughs> isn't that what comes along with small towns like so. stalking brand new people in the community <laughs> in the grocery store are you gonna live here I remember like seeing you and thinking oh she was in church and then I checked out and we were in the, the entry and you came up to me and you're like well, did I just see you in church did I just see you in church we at Facebook was kind of new at the time or not widely known or whatever and and I'm like are you on Facebook or maybe you asked me and then so we like Facebooked each other right there mm-hmm. and we're able to keep in touch like even before we moved up here yeah we stalked you guys plenty too <laughs> well that's good back at you <laughs> Did you stalk anybody else that way? Have you have you gone into up to anybody else like that and 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 like introduced yourself? Um, I will forcibly? say just like kind of when you asked that you talked, you said you talked to people before you moved here and kind of asked them about relocating. I never thought of doing that. Um, our decision was made very rapidly um, overnight. It was very clear that we were moving here. Yeah, <laughs> I think that that was twenty years ago. We weren't using Facebook that I recall. 
And we did look online to see if there was, I think there were other things. Was there MySpace? I don't even remember. Oh, there could have been, yeah. But we found a family that lived here that had graduated from the University of Illinois. And that's where Bob and I met on our blind date an eternity ago. (laughs) So we thought they had to be pretty cool, you know, champagne. Um, And we connected with them. And in fact, when our moving trucks came in that day, they helped unload us. Oh, wow. But we didn't connect with anybody else and we didn't stalk anybody else. So how, what, what was the first, like the first time you stepped foot in Three Lakes? What was that? I had spent my entire life driving through Three Lakes on my way to either Phelps, Wisconsin or Eagle River, Wisconsin, where my parents had um, at one time a home in Phelps and another time in Eagle River. So I'd never, ever been in Three Lakes. So I just, uh, we felt the call to move to the Northwoods. We had always been interested in living in a small town. Okay. And we're very intrigued by that. And we had the opportunity, we felt to just... Go for- and you pick three lakes for the school system. Okay. Yep. I would agree with that. When we first knew we would be moving up here, I reached out to the school early on and we came for a tour and it was very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think- would say like small town gem is the school. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, overall, it was excellent experience for us. I mean, there's always the things, but... Mm-hmm. Well, there are things anyway, (laughs) let's be honest. Yeah. What, like, what have been some of the challenges of, like, when you first moved up here or over the years, like, challenges of living in a small town versus where you came from, a larger city? That's a really good question. I would say that in a large city, and to be fair, I moved from the suburbs of Chicago, so I can't really say, you know, I was in the city city. Yeah, yeah. It was still a very large area very dynamic, very fast paced. So we got here and I didn't know anybody. And my husband was working down in Illinois all week long for the first 18 months. Oh, So I was alone with our kids and they kept breaking their bones. (laughs) We had six broken bones the first year. Oh my goodness. And I think the hardest thing for me was I was used to networking. I grew up in that kind of a lifestyle of meeting people, connecting. And I felt that here people were very friendly. They really were. But um, sometimes when you come in like that, um, strong like I did, people are a little suspicious and maybe wonder if there's a a motive behind it. I feel like in small towns, people very lovingly take care of their own. (laughs) <laughs> and then somebody comes in all blustery from outside and wants to be part of that. And it's it's a little awkward. I think I caused awkwardness. Okay. I feel like as I, I mean, I'm like, oh, these people embraced us and these people embraced us. But as I look back, I'm like, maybe we forced ourselves on them and they didn't really, maybe they don't really care. <laughs> Not that they don't care. Maybe they, maybe we forced ourselves on them. Well, I don't know. I, I have an interesting thought. It, small towns, traditionally, especially this area, are strong agrarian societies. So they are farmers. They they have built with their own hands their empire. They've worked hard. Think of the potato farms around here, the cranberry farms. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they have worked really hard their whole lives for generations. And then somebody comes in from the outside and is like, have you ever thought you could do it this way? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and they're like, well, this is how we do it. This is how we've always done it. And I think a lot of the onus was on me. I think I came in pretty pretty strong 
I feel like now, so we've been here eight years and I feel like now when new people want to come in now, I'm like, oh, it's our town. Right. You can't. No. Well, what you are know you thinking? how many years it takes you to be um, considered part of a community in a small town? What is it? 33. Oh, my goodness. And I honestly, we're at 20 and I think we're still on the very beginning part okay. of our journey. I feel so when we moved here, there were that summer, I don't know what it was, but that summer, there was like four or five different families that we know now through church that all kind of came at the same time. And even though like right in that moment, we didn't know each other, but like two and three years in and we kind of got to know each other and realized we all came at the same time and kind of suffered through this awful winter together. Remember the winter? Yes. <laughs> it was the awful winter. So it was like almost a, a generation of us that kind of came in at once. And we kind of, I feel like there's like a bonding that happened there. I would agree. I Don know. and Denise Kearns and their family came right before yeah. we did. Mm-hmm. So okay. we were kind of in the same. And our children were very similar ages. So you got you like you have to have that, mm-hmm. that something that you can bond over. I have a couple of pieces of wisdom I can share based on. I have some thoughts. Okay, let me Um, have it. There were people that reached out to me and invited me over for tea on the days that were really hard when I wondered what we had done. Mm. Um, And that was really, that extension, that offer, that hospitality meant so much. And uh, another thing that happened that was helpful to me, having a church community was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Having a church to go to and meeting people and going to potluck dinners and doing all of those things, eating the foods I'd never had. Like I'd never had a tater tot and I never had a hot dish. Hot dish. <laughs> I think the closest I'd ever had to things we were eating were the, um, like a green bean casserole, maybe, maybe at somebody else's house for Thanksgiving, but I had never, the, the food the food was very different for me and the the what people called things like sloppy joes or what we called sloppy joes and people called them barbecue barbecue we were i was just talking last night um my cousin visited and we were talking about foods we fed our children and we talked about sloppy joe and then i forgot barbecue spanish hamburger did you ever hear it called spanish hamburger can't say i've heard that that's what i grew up it was called spanish hamburger and then nothing Spanish about it, right? <laughs> nothing. And then um, Tina said that she's out east, and she said a lot of people call it hot tamales. Or maybe that was here. I don't know. She heard it called hot tamales, and she's like, there's nothing hot or tamale about it. But that's, isn't that crazy? Yeah, different areas. I think that the, I'm tr- the linguistics were very different here in the Northwoods from what I was used to. And then... Another thing that was really helpful to me is I had somebody reach out and sit down with me and say, ask me how I was doing. Oh. And I said, this is kind of tricky. My kids keep breaking their bones and my husband's working in Chicago and I'm alone and I'm losing my mind. I The food is different. The way people talk about things is different. I And I just wept. Oh. I wept. And she said to me, we moved from central Illinois to northern Wisconsin. And she said that was a harder move. It was like going to a foreign country 
as opposed to when they were called from northern Wisconsin to the Czech Republic. So she said, you're not losing your mind. This is a this is a big leap. You've taken a big leap mm -hmm. and you've got this and it will get easier. And I can't stress enough that people were lovely. It wasn't that people were unkind here. Mm -hmm. I just I just had a hard time fitting in and mm -hmm. finding my place. Oh, I think you I feel like you found your place now. And what what I see in you is that you 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 see something in a person and you're able to draw that out of them or you have the courage to you said you came in hot or strong mm -hmm. but that is a strength to see something or see a person and draw something out of them or approach them or let them know that they're seen mm -hmm. so maybe your experience coming in you have more empathy towards people and make people feel welcome and at home. Maybe? Yeah, that's possible. And I think that maybe people just aren't as afraid of me as they used to be. <laughs> afraid of who I am. And um, I just feel like I've found a, a more common resting place. Okay. Oh, we were talking about um, you have to be here 30, be in a small town 33 years before you're welcome. And I always would say that you have to have a name or you have to have a road named after you or you're a transplant. Oh. You know, like, so we've got Gensler, Letzow. Oh, that you could just go down the You list. know, there's just lists and lists. And it's like there's... Javin, Javinkowski. And if if that's your last name, then you have the right mm -hmm. to call the, to say that you're, you're born here, but the rest of us are transplants. Yeah, I think. definitely a transplant for a long time. I think <laughs> that's fine. I just, I love it here. I'm really glad that we made the change and that we moved here. Um, it's a, it's a phenomenal place to live. It is. It's beautiful. Today, the sun, it's trees are, or the leaves are just falling off the trees and this beautiful color and the sun is shining and we had a full moon last night, and it was just just a magnificent fall that we've had. I think the last I was just saying to Kent a couple of days ago that like all the challenges that like we've seen as a as a world in the last two years, the weather here has been nothing to complain about. It's true, but if you look at the farmer's <laughs> almanac, it says that um, when there are loads of acorns and pine cones, we're headed into a rough, snowy winter. And that's what we've got. If you look up at the pine trees, they're very heavy laden. We've been observing this as okay. we walk through the woods. We feel like we're due for a yeah. rough winter. Yeah, I'm ready. Bring it. I mean, you can't move here without understanding that it's going to be cold. Yeah. And you just have to know how to dress for it and prepare for it. Kent says there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. Kent, <laughs> I agree with you. You better record this. I'm agreeing with your husband. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all about being prepared, I think. you. I, I get a kick out of, like, when you can kind of tell by looking at someone if they live here or if they're here for a weekend or on vacation by, like, the boots, the boot choice of a woman you can see, oh, oh, honey, those aren't gonna, those aren't gonna yeah. cut it. <laughs> Definitely need to be prepared. <laughs> if you can oblige me for one minute while I talk about my day job. Are you tired of missed deadlines, back and forth emails, scope creep with your creative projects, projects that go over time and over budget? Well, so am I. I'm tired of it too. That's why as Dear Mountain Media, I offer day-long design summits I have a proven method to complete your branding package, logo, copywriting project, even your website, start to finish in one day. Most of my clients choose this option. One fixed price covers your pre-consultation, your one-day summit, plus I don't just leave you alone with your deliverables. 
Receive customized training, reminder emails, and personalized videos to help you utilize your new website, style suite, or marketing plan so you don't just have your deliverables, you actually know how to use them. Want to give it a try for your next project? Reach out to me at DearMountainMedia.com and mention that you heard it on the podcast. So what? So right now, I would say in the last, it seemed like last summer, um, a lot of people that had vacation homes here, summer homes, didn't leave. They were able to work from home. And so they decided to stay here and enjoy our, our simple living in small town. Last winter was mild. And then the summer was beautiful. Now we're probably going to go into a rough winter. Um, what do you think of, uh, I feel like very protective of our small town and like, eh, what do you, but, but also I'm, I'm blessed by having moved here and I, it's wonderful and I would recommend it. Um, small town living is amazing, but I'm also like really protective of our town and you don't want to see it get too big. What do you think of the migration that we've seen well, you know, last year? My number one strength is positivity. So <laughs> I, it's going to show here, but I think it's exciting to see new people. It's just the way my brain works and the potential of new business, um, sure. filling some of our vacant businesses. Mm-hmm. And I, I love people that come in with new ideas. I I enjoy teamwork and brainstorming and how can we make this better? So with people that come, the people that come in are maybe working on Forward Three Lakes Committee and helping us look at new ways to do things that we've always done mm-hmm. differently. So I'm excited you're, about you're that. You're an optimist. I am. I'm, optimist. I'm positivity, man. What um, what advice would you give to someone who's um, who's just moving here? Oh, take it slow and gentle. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of sit back and watch for a while and enjoy. You can enjoy being the new kid on the block if you are um, willing to sit in that spot. Mm -hmm. I think anytime you go into a a large group, you have to kind of hang back a little bit and observe and see how it runs Mm -hmm. and then bring your your best parts to the equation is what I would recommend. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend that anything you say in a small town is paid forward and remembered. And I think there were a lot of things, I'm saying this in total humility, that I just missed or didn't get. And I, I would love to help somebody not make that mistake. Oh, I rem- uh, there was a, we had a, we had a real estate, a real estate transaction that went south and Kent was sharing that with someone and then, you know, of course, that person was related to the person mm-hmm. we were talking Of course. Like, because they're everybody's, everybody's related. We found out after we moved here that, like, we have family. Now, I'm like, not like close family, but like, we are connected uh, through marriage, through adoption, you know, cousins of grandparents of whatever. You know, we're, re- we're related to our mailman. We're like, <laughs> it's, it's really cool. But you have to be very careful. And I know I have had to be very careful with my mouth. Um, when you, you know, you want to tell a story or talk about something that happened and it's like, wait, who am I telling? Well, A, we shouldn't be gossiping anyway, right? I know, but like, but like, who am I talking to? Who are they related to? Who do they, like, anything, what you said, anything you say, like, will be remembered, will be repeat, you know, like, you, so, so we just, for me, it's actually been kind of helpful because I, I guard my tongue a little Mm -hmm. bit more because you just never know it's going to come around yeah. again. So I try to. It's a great practice to... <laughs> for us all to um, be aware of what we're saying and what we're repeating. And um, I'll, 
I'll be working on that until I close my eyes last time. But I, <laughs> it was a it was a steep learning curve. For yeah. Me. Okay. I'm going to change the subject. What was what was you're from Illinois? So when was the first time you had an old fashioned? Do you remember? About a year ago. Oh no! <laughs> I had never had one. You'd never until had you one until you started talking about them. I had never had one. Really? Mm-hmm. Even like in a restaurant? Had you heard of them? Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. But just never had tried one. No. Um. Maybe I would lean towards maybe a glass of wine. Um, can't drink beer because it's got gluten most of the time. So just maybe a gin and tonic. But again, I, we, we, I would say we're like social drinkers with the little... What are your air quotes? Air quotes. <laughs> you social, can't see yeah. the air quotes. We're social drinkers. Um, so maybe um, one drink a week. And so I wasn't really open to trying something. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. So if I my next question is, well, what's your favorite kind of old fashioned? But... Um, you're gonna. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, you're gonna say anyone you make. Leah. Anything that Leah makes, <laughs> we have tried ordering them. We did. We were recently um, out of town, and we ordered. We were in a very nice restaurant in Minnesota, and we ordered. Bob ordered a an old fashioned because I. He said, "Do you want?" And I said, "I can't taste it, so don't even order me one." So I noticed he had a hard time drinking it, and he said oh. it was the worst no awful and i noted that it was a weird color i don't know what they made him and i said (laughs) you should have given it back i really honestly but that's my personality yeah i would have said something doesn't seem right can we try again Mm -hmm. and he wasn't willing to do that but yeah so i think you can do it wrong and we were somewhere else that um together out of town i think we were far away far away from wisconsin from the Midwest and Bob ordered an old fashioned and they didn't know what one was. Oh my goodness. Wow. They said, where are you from? And he said, Wisconsin. And they were like, must drink those in Wisconsin. (laughs) Now they are different in Wisconsin than the rest of the country. The rest of the country, it's pretty much just your, your bourbon or whiskey and the a sugar cube and the bitters that's it so it's like on an ice cube so it's like straight so you drink it really slowly mm-hmm. let the ice cube melt and in wisconsin we put like all the fruit and mm-hmm. and well, uh, the, everything and everything think of a bloody mary oh yeah a meal in a glass over the top mm-hmm. yeah we don't do anything in a petite <laughs> genteel way no. in wisconsin. <laughs> definitely not no yeah we're a little bold it's a the German roots, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, Wisconsin, we, and the, the sodas and all the things we put in our old fashions is much different. And I think there's a different, like, there's a different time in a place. Like, I'll drink a, tradi- a regular old fashioned. And I like the, the Wisconsin old fashions or like the Supper Club old fashioned with, I don't know, just like around a table and lots of food and friends and then a good, a good bar or restaurant or where they know how to make one. Right key yeah i've learned that much i don't know a lot but i've learned that you need to know how to make one and i still don't trust myself i don't i if you laid out all the ingredients i still couldn't do it i have not i just am relying on my friend leah making me one. Oh, it's it's easy it's easy that's my that's like my mission not like my whole life's not like my whole life's mission but because uh, there's obviously things more important than an old-fashioned but i i if i can if I can help a few people learn how to make this drink and not buy a mix, my work is done here. Good plan. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many other things to worry about, but 
This is something fun and lighthearted and unifying, something we can all enjoy together. Even if we can't get along with other on other things, we can at least mm-hmm. talk about how to make an old-fashioned or bicker about it because that happens too. Like, no, it's this way. I'm in, a, I'm in a group on Facebook and I'll like share a recipe or whatever. And, and people are like, no, you can't. You can't put soda in. You can't do that. You can't put clubs or whatever. And then I'll I'll make I'll post a picture with like all my crazy like my, I did one for Easter and I had peeps in it and you know oh, just fun. just crazy over the top stuff and I'm and I always say I'm in Wisconsin I get to do this mm-hmm. I have the freedom to do an old fashioned however I want and you guys have to just drink straight whiskey and <laughs> and be sad but um I love it I love your freedom to make it the way you want to yeah yeah are you gonna make a pumpkin one. I did a couple of weeks ago. I did one on my live on Facebook and I need to get that recipe up on my website. I don't think I have. Get at it, girl. I just had to Kent this morning. Like I want to, I, I want to pursue the, the old fashioned Friday. I want to do that really well and promote it more and be consistent with it and, and get a podcast out every week. I missed one last week. Oh, I recorded it. I never finished editing it. So that'll come. But, and Kent's like, it's really important to be consistent in a podcast. You have to, because he's my podcast guru. I really want to uh, put some effort into this, but uh, in the last week I've had, I've had four new clients reach out to me. Wonderful. With really no promotion of myself, like I, I, I still have on my to-do list, make a Facebook page for my business. And there was someone, when I first started this, I was going to reach out to a person that I felt could connect me with a lot of business. And that's still on my list. Like I never did because I haven't had to because it's been word of mouth. A lot of word of mouth has come from Melissa because she's my best cheerleader. She's my flagship client she's my first and best client and uh, she's my first friend up here and she's my first client because because she hunted me down one morning and said would you consider would you consider working and doing some graphic design and marketing for me and I'm like you wouldn't even believe like that week I was thinking I need to do this and go out on my own and then she she pursued and the rest was history and Leah has done a wonderful (laughs) job for me I'm really grateful for your gifts it's been it's been a it's been a really neat ride, and I've been looking like this last. The la- I had kind of a hard patch business wise a couple weeks ago, and I've been like going through my work and looking through what I've done and over the last years and what I've learned and just how far like how far we've come like in your look and your brand like how much it's evolved in the last mm-hmm. two years or two and a, two and a half years. It's just really neat, and I'm really I'm really proud of it and happy with with what. Oh, absolutely! What I we've think done. The, not everybody can do everything well, and I am not marketing. I'm not advertising, and I can't make an old fashioned. So I'm thankful for my friend Leah that can do those <laughs> things for me. And I can't pursue people in a pleasant manner. <laughs> oh, that's like, a good one. Oh, Gracie just said something. She said it was like I'm. I'm. I'm really pleasant upon first impressions or something like that. Like, like at first I'm lovely, <laughs> but if you get to know me, I love that. But then after that, um, hang on. Yeah. Like <laughs> then the real me comes up. <laughs> it was, she said it and it was like, oh yeah, that's probably true of many of us, but that's mm-hmm. definitely true of me. Uh, so thanks for hanging in there with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been so busy that I, my, my old fashioned Fridays kind of, um, gone to the side a little bit and I want to do that back but obviously clients come first but 
Um, so that's been exciting. I can't wait to see what comes of all that. But are you going to make a an ebook with your recipes? I have. So right now I have a on my oldfashionedfriday.com site. There's a recipe page, and I'm trying to keep it really clean. Like you know, you go to if you go like on Pinterest and you're like oh, here's a, here's a recipe for this. And you click on the, on the blog and, you know, God bless all you bloggers out there that are trying to make a living. I understand. But the pop-up ads, come on, come on people. Like it's crazy. The ads and the stories. Now I'm all for telling a story around a recipe. Of course, that's what we're doing right now. But, but just like a few less words would be lovely. But so you go and it's just like, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling so my commitment on my recipe pages is literally just the recipe because the stories are here you can find the stories other places and if you want the recipe if you've listened long enough that you want the recipe it's just there so that's what i have right now an ebook would be interesting yeah i mean you're capable of all of that so yeah next thing for you i i already determined it (laughs) i'll have to so do you think it should be a free ebook where it's like um like a lead what do they call it like a lead capture where like download my free ebook for you know to get on my mailing list or should, would you think people would pay for an old fashioned ebook? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, you could make it really reasonable. Some people would make it a lot of money. I don't know. I I like the reasonable and put you know, put them on your mailing list. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. But that's I why you're in advertising and marketing <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> Talk to me about an essential oil and I can yes, help you. Yes, so yes. So Melissa is... Um, essential oil specialist. Um, with with doTERRA. And um, doTERRA is the oldest... Is it the oldest essential oil company? It's the largest. The largest, okay. I will tell you that essential oils like really have changed how I take care of myself. And um, and I, I owe that to Melissa. I think the... I got invited to someone's home, you know, or... Um, Melissa was teaching a class probably when she was first starting out. And the the thing that like made me go, wow, there's something to this is when you talked about like when you apply an essential oil, it like goes through your whole every, it just goes through your whole body. So whatever benefit it has, it's going to get to where it needs to go. And that was like, wow, okay. And then I brought home a little sample of peppermint and then my husband had a headache and he heard they were good for headaches and he slathered up his hands and rubbed his forehead and his temples and his eyes and he's like what is this burning oh my goodness that's why I tell people I focus so much on education now and really making sure that I'm saying the right things but I do I do really um, specialize in helping people understand how to use their products Mm -hmm. safely and appropriately Mm mm-hmm I've got this one. This one is, it's called Adaptive and it like helps with your mood. And for me, it helps with like being able to cope with situations. And there was, I was in a meeting not that long ago and a meeting with a group of men and me, and you don't want to be that sappy little woman in the corner. And I started to tear up for some reason and, which is common, I suppose, for me and I started to tear up and I, I had this in my pocket and I just put a little bit on my wrists and and I, I I stopped like it just stopped now for me when I start crying that's it it's like waterworks and then everybody's like what's wrong and then it just gets worse and worse and you're like nothing's wrong I'm just crying with <laughs> <Leave> me alone <laughs> but this like it just it just brought me back to center and whatever it was that was bothering me it just stopped and it was really amazing so I keep this in my 
pocket. It's a good one to keep in your pocket. It's very soothing and calming. And I have, you can see it has teeth marks on the lid because my dog takes this one. <laughs> and chews on it. Because <laughs> she likes the way it smells too. You can too. hear the one puppy. Is that a snore? Yeah. That's and I just April want you all to think snoring. that's not me. Oh. <laughs> it's not my stomach. It's not me. It's the dog laying at my feet. The dogs. Yeah. They like to join me when I record. It's been fun. I've never done this before. I know we do our Mama and Mimi live. Oh, I was going to talk. And we do that um, the second Thursday at 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Or Amy will say, whenever we want. More like 8.15. 8 o'clock is proving to be a hard time. Um, But... I, you know, Leah, you have encouraged me to make that into a podcast. Yes. And mm-hmm. and I've been really overwhelmed by that, but it's really fun to be um, in your studio and <laughs> uh, seeing how you do this and experiencing it firsthand. So it gives me eyes for what it could look like if we were to make Mom and Mimi in the morning into a podcast. People ask us, we they miss us. You told us when we went from I all did. through all through COVID, we were live every Thursday morning, and we would drive around. We would go live in our in our my minivan and do. It was very funny. It was like something you might anyway. It was funny, and we had a good time doing it, and people enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. And I still see people multiple times a week that say, "We miss you. Can you come back to once a week?" Mm-hmm. So a podcast might, but they won't see us. And I think they seem to. There's hilarity that happens on screen when we're talking about essential oil products and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and you could you could do it, you know, kind of the same format that you do now with with video. And if it's pre-recorded, then you can do them at the at your convenience, and it doesn't have it can air at eight o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be live. Now I know, like what I found from doing lives for Old Fashioned Friday is the the back and forth with people that comment and you'd lose that if yes. you did it. And people write funny things. They, they, we've had people drive from far away and show up outside the windows <laughs> where we're recording and waving <laughs> funny things at us. And people have come in and my husband's like used the bathroom and flushed, you know, like it, there's always something funny. And I do worry if we were to go with recording it ahead of time, what we're talking about is whatever is happening that split second in yeah, the world. Yeah. So it's a little, it's, it, different. it's tricky. We yeah. would have to figure that all out. And yeah. I think that um, my partner in business, my daughter, Amy, would probably lose her mind <laughs> um, with, you know, all the wheels that they have spinning in their lives. Too. Amy, you're starting a podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. She made me do it. I promise. It wasn't me. I made her do an ebook. She lobbed it back at me. And made me do a podcast. A podcast. You could. Well, I'm glad you came today. And I'm glad you were a part of this. And my first, my test guest to see how this all works. And so thank you for being my uh, guinea pig and help me learn. So I'm, hopefully this is the first of many guests and uh, people who can join me, who share the love of the Northwoods. And we can kind of continue this conversation. Oh, and the love of old fashions, of course. Now, some people who have had old fashions their whole lives. And then some people like Melissa, who was an old fashioned virgin until she met me. So can I say that? <laughs> yes, you can say that. I really had fun. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. Yes. For more stories, tips, and drink recipes, you can go to oldfashionedfriday.com. Sign up to receive my twice a month-ish newsletter. I promise I won't flood your inbox. 
just a nice, easy way to keep in touch. So this has been a special edition of Old Fashioned Friday. Thank you so much, so very much for listening. And thank you to my special guest, Melissa Werner. If you want to hear more about all the things that Melissa is up to these days, you can visit her at her website, melissamachanwerner.com, or follow her on Facebook and Instagram at Melissa Werner. I'm Leah, and you can find me same time, same place, next week for another episode of Old Fashioned Friday. Thanks for following along with this episode of Old Fashioned Friday. I'm Leah, and it would mean so much to me if you joined me next time. Until then, I want to toast to three simple things. Stories shared around the table, well-crafted cocktails, and friendships as strong as our whiskey.